All right, cool. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> in this segment of the program, we're going to talk about um, a technique that we've called wind breathing, for lack of a better term. But you've you've got a bunch of different names for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a bunch know. of different names out there for it. It's you know I've just forgotten most of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and so, I've called it a lot of different things too over the years. So. Right, right. And uh, but with this technique, um, I, I thought it would be a good idea to do um, right away in the beginning because it's quick and easy to to start doing and to start right. integrating and doing imbibing with um, before we get into some of the more uh, focus intensive exercises that are going to take a little bit more explanation and a little bit more uh, practice. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And part of this is you know because at this point. At this stage, we're just going to, this is like planting a seed, you know, it's like, but it's a really, you know, it's a primary plant, what we're trying to grow here. So, and it's going to have an effect on a lot of other things, a lot of different aspects of seeing and a lot of different aspects of energy work later on that we're going to do. So, um, although we're utilizing it for seeing at this point, it, it, there are a lot of other abilities that it can stimulate later on. So... But that being said, I don't want to get into all of that. I want to be able to, in this session, be able to uh, relay it in a way that's going to be, you know, easy to understand, give a practical demonstration of that so that people can start it right away. Because, you know, what I want them to do is to <clears throat> have something that will give them an experience with, you know, very little effort on their part, something that's not so technically advanced that, you know, it takes a while to sort of get up to speed to it. Um, and that being said, uh, people will have a lot of questions about it anyway, you know, and I want to put everybody's mind at ease, you know, d d do it badly, you know, do it badly, you know, just do it. Okay. So it's like, don't try to make it the perfect sound. Don't try to make it the perfect position or anything like that. It's literally just, just get in there and start doing it because the idea is that, and why we're putting it so early in the program is because. I want it, when we get to areas that are going to be a little bit more technical, like you said, and we're going to be thinking about other things or incorporating other things, I don't want there to be a question about this technique. I want you to be so comfortable with it that you can just do it. It's sort of like tapping your finger, you know, it's like, you know, in the beginning, can you keep it with the metronome? Can you do the, you know, it's like most people can, but, you know, if they're thinking, uh, you know, when they get to, if they don't practice it at all, and then they go to try to do it with something, you know, not everybody can tap with the beat. Not everybody can do those things. So they're thinking about it. Is it the right amount? Is it, you know, am I too loud? Am I too soft? Can I not hear it? You know, whatever. So there's all these little parameters. It's the way our minds work. We start getting... Uh, you know, too um, too hyper conscious about the little details. And right now, I just want you to get in there and work it so that it's uh, you know you just get very comfortable with it. And it does take a little time to sort of get really comfortable with it. So with the earlier we start, like the beginning, <laughs> by the time we hit those territories where it's got to be incorporated, you know, it's going to be much much easier to do those other things. So without thinking about this aspect, mm -hmm. so. Uh, I should probably go through it right away. Yeah, let's yeah. just do it. Okay, so I would... Now, I've done this with some people where um, they can lie down on the floor and do this. But uh, basically, uh, I usually do it in the position that I'm going to do most of my other exercises. So whatever that is, sitting up, cross-legged, flat feet on the floor, whatever. You know, pick your position that's going to be good for you. You know, so basically a position that you can uh, do most of this work from. 
So I usually, you know, sit up straight. I'm on a bench or a stool that's, you know, relatively soft. I mean, comfortable that I can be there for an extended period of time. Although for this exercise, we're doing really short increments over the course of the day. You can be standing to do this. You can be in any position to do this, hence the lying down or sitting. But if you sit, uh, you want to have your back straight, right? And primarily your neck, right? So the neck should be in perfect alignment with the rest of the spine. And so the way that I do that, you know, just after I'm trying to find my comfortable position, it's literally like uh, there's a string in the middle of my head and it's pulling up so that I, you know, sort of have that idea. And I feel like it's even being pulled up that my, my shoulders and my body is almost like a loose set of clothes hanging on a hanger and the hanger is suspended you know through my head and on this cord right and so I'm just sort of like really relaxed and hanging on this so that really feels like straight and again you know these are the little nuances that uh, you know I'm you know I'm really particular about but I find that in the end being a little bit more anal in the beginning it will save you a ton of time in the end. Like a lot of people talk about relaxation. A lot of people have done meditation, relaxation and yoga and all these things. But, you know, I'm, I'm very particular about relaxation as we've seen from the book and from other things, right? So it's really the bridge that will, you know, again, cut your learning curve down, which is very important for most people and very important for me. Um, and so uh, I spend a lot of time on just the, the little nuances in relaxation that will make all the difference. So besides this straight posture, you know, it's like I, I take some time to sort of, you know, test it out, right? I'm moving around little, you know, smaller and smaller increments forward and back and side to side to try to find, you know, where is that straight point? You know, where's that perfect sort of set position? And once I find it, you know, it's very noticeable to me compared to those other areas. So I'm really sort of, once I have the general posture, then I'm just sort of doing these micro motions and trying to find exactly where my center point is, right? And uh, from there, you know, everything's relaxing and I feel like I'm just set in place. And so my neck is in its perfect alignment as much as possible, right? If for some reason physically it's not, I can't do that or a person can't do that, you know, then lying on the floor may be a really good thing. You want to lie flat, you know, um, don't do it in a place where it's associated with, you know, things like sleeping, right? So you don't want to do it in bed because you're going to fall asleep because that's what you've associated that with, right? We learn by association. So uh, it can be on a yoga mat, it can be on cushions on the floor, whatever's comfortable for you. Don't be uncomfortable, but uh, it can be flat on the floor like that, right? Um, but in this case, I'm going to show it this way. So, so I'm sitting up, I'm straight, and uh, my eyes can be opened or closed, but I would prefer them closed because it'll take out a set of stimulus, right? So you're not, you know, you don't have one less thing to sort of dissipate, right? You've already taken it offline by simply closing your eyes. So now your focus goes to wherever your attention is. So, and, you know, we don't have to think about um, any image, you know, it's not like using, you know, uh, imaging or visualization or anything like that, right? We're only concerned with the awareness of, you know, what's going on, you know, within a certain area of your body when you're doing this. And in this case, it's the throat or this throat chakra, which again, uh, you know, has a very significant uh, aspect to it. And so, um, and this is uh, like a portal, like most chakras are portals, but this one is 
a key in that it uh, it basically is the master key to turning on and off of all of these other chakras. So helping to stimulate them or to move between them and to enhance them. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we're going to use this uh, first to develop this because we've got to, you know, cut the key first and then the key will be able to unlock these other areas, right? So, and so this is a technique and we call it breathing, like wind breathing, but the breathing is just sort of the, uh, the way to stimulate the mechanical, the mechanism of this so that we can help it to bring about the effect that we want to tonify and, and uh, enhance this area, right? So, um, and it's a very low, uh, it's not even toning, it's more like the sound. I always think of it like, why, why did I finally decide on wind breathing? Because in my head, I used to call it Darth Vader breathing, because that's what it sounds like, you know, like, you know, so I was like always fooling around with that. And, um, and it always gets a big laugh. So it's like, you know, when it's a crowd of people that you don't know, always to, good to come out with a big laugh. So, um, but that's what it sounds like. If you have that idea, I'm hoping everybody's at least seen Star Wars or Darth Vader in some aspects. So, please. you know, please, <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, so it's there, right? So it sort of has that idea in our head. I mean, there's so many jokes that are made about that that it's like, sure. it's, it's almost impossible not to laugh and kind of be silly about it, right? You can see like Stewie from Family Guy. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Is Darth Vader doing the wind breathing? Right. Yeah. So that's the idea. So it's a lower pitch. You know, and it's like, but I, the reason I stuck with wind breathing was because in my mind, when I started doing this, it was more like the sound of my association with that was like, you know, the wind at night through the forest. So it's like, you know, how that sort of just ebbs and flows and, and you sort of have this movement and the sound that it makes. It's not a high pitch sound. It's more of a low sound, this, you know, uh, you know, moving back and forth. And so it's like that. So I think about like, if anybody's ever, you know, fooled around with a microphone, it's like, how do you make the sound of the wind? You know, it's like when nobody else is around and you're just fooling around with making sounds at a microphone, right? And it's, I hope everybody's done that too, to some extent. You can make some really funny, silly sounds, right? And so, but one of them, one of the classics is trying to make it sound like the wind, like a hurricane or whatever, right? And so it's like, but when it's amplified, you can make the sounds bigger, right? So, but that's the idea in my throat. So I'm having it all come from this area, like maybe just above on the Adam's apple and just below the Adam's apple. So really in this territory, it's a little bit of a range, right? But I want the sound and the vibration to be generated from here, not so much up into the palate or inside the mouth or at the high palate or in the front near the teeth, you know, because that's going to be a higher pitch sound, right? If I try to make a wind sound from here, it's like, like a S sound, right? Or even farther back in my mouth, it's still that high pitch, right? I'm really looking for that low pitch, like, and so I have to relax this jaw, right? So that's the thing. It's like, I'm breathing. You can breathe through your nose and through your mouth, but you want to have your mouth open slightly. It's really important because once that the lips are disengaged like that, this jaw tends to drop and relax a bit. And you're going to need that uh, for a number of reasons. But basically, it helps the, the tongue to drop back a bit, right? And so it helps to relax this area so you can have this vibration sort of move up and around, right? And it forces the sound to come from down here 
and not from up in the mouth somewhere. And so, Right, so, and obviously I'm making it a little louder so that people can hear it to some degree, right? Might even be able to turn it up a little bit so they get a little bit better if it's too low. But that's the idea, just so you have an idea of it, right? But it's like a, many times it's much lower than that. It's like I'm not trying to produce a loud sound. It's the idea is that if I'm not even sure if it's vibrating, I'm going to just place my fingers here really, really gently, right? And just start, you know, and trying to feel is it vibrating there or not? And it's going to be very subtle, so you don't want to like push into your throat here because it's going to stop it, right? It's, and choke you, so you don't want to do that. So it's just a very light touch on this area, and it's just the fingertips barely resting on the skin there, and and you'll feel that Adam's apple or just inside actually is is vibrating slightly, and you know it's a very fine resonance. It's not something that's you know it's not like. You know, it's just this, you know, again, like the wind, it's a very smooth sound. But it's that area, sometimes called friction breathing as well, but it stimulates this area. And because of that vibration and stimulation, you're stimulating this chakra as well. Okay. It's also one of the reasons that we do toning and things like that, right? Um, and uh, consonant sounds and vowel sounds and all of that. That's all stimulating this territory, right? So... But this is one that specifically is used to not only tone this chakra or energetic organ, right? But to then we can utilize it once we have it down really well. It'll have a very um, profound effect on opening the third eye and opening, you know, the other chakras in turn as well. So it's really important. So I don't want to give too much background on it sure. because I don't want to confuse the issue, right? It's like literally just do it badly. You know, mm -hmm. get in there and do it. Do the Darth Vader, whatever you want to call it. We're going to call it wind breathing just for the sake of, uh, you know, clarity for us to keep it, the continuity there. Right. But whatever you want to call it, call it, but just do it. I don't care what you call it as long as you do it. Right. And, uh, you know, do it in small increments. Don't try to do it for, uh, you know, um, extended periods of time at this point, right? So uh, don't think, oh, I don't have 20 minutes to do this. I can't do it. No. I want you to do one minute, 10 times a day, you know, anytime you can do it. And because it's low, you could do it at work. Nobody knows, you know, it's like literally it's that low. They'd have to actually, you know, really listen to hear if there's something going on. They might say, are you okay? You sound like I can hear you breathing. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, yes, Luke, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, but it's, uh, it's okay, right? So it's like you can do this. And the idea is that you're getting, I want you to get really, really comfortable with being able to, you know, do this technique. And you will have sensations from this. You will have not just in the throat, not just the vibrations in the throat, but you may come up with sensations, which I'm not going to give you any clues about. Everybody will be a little bit different. Some things will be similar. Um, but, um, and just make a note of them, mental note, and write them down or record them on your phone or whatever it is. Just anything that you notice 
will be good and you'll see that that data will be correlated you know at a later time and you'll start to see that things start to take on patterns and that's a good thing so um, if you feel like maybe things feel a little dry there or a little irritated there um, it's probably not so much irritation as it is just uh, not being used so it's like a muscle that hasn't been used for a long period of time it's going to uh, take a little time to sort of get up to snuff right so uh, you know but usually what I find is that if people do one minute ten times a day uh, even if they feel like it's a little irritated here or there that usually goes away in two to three days so by the second or third day that you're doing this it sort of you know it goes away and then you don't have that it doesn't come back you know relatively speaking right if you start doing extended periods of time you might get a little of that but really it doesn't take very long for this to get built up to the point where you can do it endlessly and there's no irritation or anything like that if you're still having a little bit of trouble or you're feeling like it's irritated enough to distract you then um, you know a little bit of honey before you do it you know we'll just moisten and coat your throat and uh, there's some other reasons that we use that as well so uh, energetically because mm. it has a, a very strong effect in this area so hence why healers use honey for sore throats all the time and those types of things right so there is an energetic aspect of that as well that um, why it has a, a functionary type of purpose in this territory so uh, but yeah that's the first that's the first exercise I want people to get comfortable with and uh, for you know and we'll see how that pans out by the time we start moving into other territories as well mm. okay interesting now I know that there are some people that have like thyroid stuff yep would this exercise have any effect on that or would people be concerned about that or like, uh, it shouldn't. I mean, if it has any, um, if it has any effect, it'll probably be in the positive. So, if I were thinking it from a medical perspective, you know, if you're doing it for a while, I mean, this wouldn't happen overnight, you know. But let's say down the road, a few months from now, you know, you started losing sleep, or you started. Um, uh, being a little more antsy than normal or whatever then you know most people that have thyroid conditions they get their thyroid checked on a relatively you know a basis that's you know not it doesn't extend out too far right so um, you know have it checked and see you know you might find that you know it's it's boosted for you so you might have to reduce your medication or whatever under your doctor's orders and all of that but um, yeah, it's not that I've never seen that. It's not something that I normally think about, but um, it just as a way to do head, it. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a good thing to think about, but um, it, I don't think that it would have that stimulant stimulating effect on that on that gland in that way, you know, for uh, for a while. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to say about using the throat chakra to open the, you know third eye which is you know not a connection that we usually make you know? <clears throat> it's not a connection most people make yeah but maybe e even people that, that work this in this territory they're not usually thinking of that right so um, well I mean I don't want to 
put too much out there because I don't want to confuse people, not confuse them, but overwhelm them with information right from the beginning and, and distract them from the actual working of this. Right. So, and this is something we're going to take and then build on layer. Oh, layer, yeah. In layers. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And we'll layer it in and add it in so that, it, again, that it's not overwhelming. One of the big things, I think, is that, and even I've had this tendency in the past to give everybody everything all at once. Mm. And it's like, uh, you know, they're under a mountain of information. Right. So, you know, I'd rather have you, I'd rather have people get it in a way that they can, uh, not spoon fed, but in a way that will make the most practical sense. So that, again, you know, my thing is, you know, your experience of doing it is going to give you most of the information that you need. And my information uh, or answering any questions, you know, in regards to that is just going to be helping you navigate through those territories. What to, you know, what to focus on, maybe what to tweak a bit to get it in the right place and, and produce the end result that you want, right? So that's really important. And so uh, the rest of it, a lot of it will be, you know, individual experimentation, right? Like once you know the general parameters of what this will do, you know, you can sort of say, well, you know, wow, that gives me an idea that what effect would it have on this? I may know or I may not know, but the idea is that, okay, even if I don't know, I could sort of formulate a general hypothesis of what might actually be going on there and maybe a way to actually experiment with that. But people will experiment on their own too. I mean, there's no way around that, right? Or they should, they should have that, you know, inventor's sort of idea, right? It's like, oh, what will that do? <laughs> you know, it's like, right, let's go right. for that. Maybe not right in the beginning. We have a little bit of structure and a little bit of understanding and knowledge about it. But in the end... So right now it's a tool that we're going to tune up to use for opening the third eye, but later it can be a tool that we use for other things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful tool for other things. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. So again, you said like like a minute, 10 times a minute, a day. 10 times a day or whatever. So whatever that you... ends up being 10 times, 10 minutes a day, which is perfectly sure. fine, you know, and then let's say, you know, if you start on a Monday and, you know, start as soon as you are off this start, you know, do it. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end, it's like, let's say, you know, you do it for, if you start on a Monday, you do it for till Friday at five, you know, 10 times a day for a minute, you know, maybe on the weekend you try a five minute session you know, twice, you know, like five minutes and on Saturday, five minutes on Sunday, among all the other things you have to do, but you can carve out five minutes to do this. Well, then that's going to give you that more extended idea. And you'll probably end up with more experiences uh, that you can, you know, write down afterwards because it's, it's, you've engaged it for a lengthier period of time mm. and it'll, it'll have you, give you a chance to be aware of things that are going on while that's happening. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. What's up next? <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Let's do it. You want to jump into the next one? We're going right into the next one, man. We've got to stop the cameras and start, start them again. <laughs> all that technical stuff that I don't know anything about. Yeah, it's all right. You don't need to worry about it. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Just like that. Just like that. Bingo, bango. Yeah. Bam. Ba-boom. <sighs> Ta-da. Staying on track. We are so on track. What do you think, Kira? It's great. It's going really good. Okay, cool. <laughs>
Kira liked my Darth Vader where it's like Yeah. <laughs> she was like <laughs> I was like, yes, got her. <laughs> got her. <laughs> I'm yeah. waiting for one of those I'm waiting for one of those times when she actually goes, ah! She squawks out a little yeah. bit and I'll be like, Yes, I got her. <laughs> That's right, a little chirp in the background. That little chirp in the background is like it's my duty to try to get Kira to laugh at least one time while we're on camera. 